Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hey, everybody. Hey. Oh, my God. Another Wednesday. Yes, I am still sick, but it's only because we are recording back to back. <laughs> so you guys are hearing me just That was sick. the awkwardest cough ever. We're back to back. <laughs> Luna now awkwardly laughs. She's like, that's really funny. <laughs> I'm like, stop. You don't have to laugh. That's what it reminded me of. Well, I'm trying not to laugh because it's the kind of laugh where like it turns into a cough. Yes, yeah. a rattle cough. Yeah, it's great. Anyway, we've got a great show for you guys today. First, we're talking about how your name really does affect your personality. I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Also, the world can seem super scary right now, so we're going to give you some tips on how to manage. And as always, we have our hashtag swag bag, but up next, take it away, child. Kicking shit. All right. right. Tits and the shits. Why don't you go first? Because you came prepared with your tits and shits, and I did not. So I'll go for my shits first. I have my 25th year, 25th, five year, what is it? High school reunion coming up. Not this weekend, but next weekend. I did not go to the 10 year. Hmm. The 20 year didn't happen. Wait, this is your 25th? Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm old. And this year almost didn't happen because of COVID, but we're having it outside. So, and I'm such a nerd that I like actually said out loud to my friend, I was like, I'm mostly excited to see the teachers. <laughs> She's like, ew. This is why we're getting to why it's the shits. It's talking about social anxiety and like how I'm awkward and like, especially in circumstances that are a little loaded and I didn't like have the best time in high school and my best gay can't come and I was really hoping he would come so that we could relive our we don't really like high school you know you're together at the 25th so yeah but but in describing my social anxiety I was like you know because Lee was like why don't we just not go and I go because I'm really excited to see the teachers my friend was like nerd <laughs> half of them are priests and nuns because I went to Is that true? Half of them? More than half. I only had like three lay teachers. Oh, oh, oh. The teachers are priests and nuns. I thought you meant like half of the kids you went to school with became priests and nuns. I was like, that's not a normal trajectory. Half of the kids I went to school with are either in jail or dead, to be honest with you. We have a lot of that. More accurate. Yes. Because the thing about Catholic school, at least where I was from, is it was either your parents were immigrants, like close immigrants, and Catholicism was still like a huge deal in your life. Or you were kicked out of every other school, and this was the only school that would take you. Or you had pretty bad disciplinarian problems, so they sent you to Catholic school. Yeah. The other school was in your town is horrible and didn't have good college, you know, matriculation, and so they sent you there. Well, that'll be fun. So anyway, I'm just nervous because I have social anxiety, and I don't like big crowds. I don't like parties with a lot of people. I mean, luckily I have Lee, so like it's not like I'm going alone. That I probably wouldn't go if I didn't have a partner. I just wouldn't go. Yeah. But like, how do you even like? start conversations at, at one of those things. I was like, like, Lee, I was like, can you just tell everyone that you are a nine inch nail? So I seem cool. He's like, that's desperate. I was like, I'm desperate. <laughs> I am desperate. <laughs> I need like a hype man. That was what me and Mike, my, my best gay were going to be. We were going to be each other's hype man. I'd be like, yeah, Michael, like he could barely get off. He's an international touring musician. And he was gonna be like, yeah, you know, but instead of just like, hi guys, I borrowed a jumpsuit from my friend because I don't have anything pretty that fits. You know, <laughs> I was like, 
I'm going to have to watch my alcohol consumption. Yeah, because that could go nervous. It could get real bad yeah. sloppy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, my tits. Because I'm already, like, sweating anxious from talking about my social anxiety. Like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. So my tits are, I love tie-dyeing. I'm bummed. I brought a kit. Oh, also, I wanted to say something about high school reunions. Oh, my God. I'm a little brain dead. Sorry. Can we rewind for a second? Yes. Okay, so Matt has some reunion, I guess, 20, 15, however long it's been. He has one of those reunions coming up. And when we were down in Delaware with the friend group, they were all talking about it. But the way they talked about it was they were all like, oh, well, I heard that Tarsi's going, which is like one of their friends. And I guess she was like cool or something. And they're all now going to go because this one girl is going. I met her once at her wedding and that's like, but still, I guess she's... She's in this friend group. There are very few moments where I turn to my husband and think, huh, huh. You care that much about other people? Like, about Tarsi? You, like, couldn't just be motivated to do it or not do it on your own. It was because everyone else? Huh. Listen, we're all reliving high school over and over again. Listen, I'm obsessed with rush talk, so I'm not one to talk. I was mostly friends with people older than me in high school. So, like, I would have had a better time going to their reunions. Yeah. Not mine. I really wasn't friends with almost anyone in my grade except for Michael. So that's why I'm just a little bit like... Why are you going, then? Because I didn't go to my 10th, and I don't want to be one of those people that just like never goes like I'm doing well for myself I look great like it's sort of like it's it's a thing for me to be like but is that why people go well no it's just I didn't go to 10 because I didn't feel great about myself okay which now looking back I was awesome I don't know why I didn't go first of all I was my body was fucking hot as shit I probably would have gotten banged out by millions of guys millions and like at the time I was mostly bartending but I had had a career I was like very successful I don't I just didn't have a boyfriend and I didn't have a house right and I just didn't go and now I'm like I don't want to be one of those people that always just assumes they're not doing well like I'm doing great we have a house I have a great daughter I have a career I'm doing it to be like no stand in your power Got you it. felt that way when you were in high school and you actually were really cool in high school like just do the thing like you know I don't want my kid to know that I just like run away from things because I always feel bad about myself got it yeah so I went to a school that doesn't have reunions because it was you know there's 16 people in my graduating class so every year at the end of the year they do like a big like fundraiser and I I always contemplate like, oh, maybe I should go to that. And I don't ever really go to that. But that's probably like the closest thing we have. Yeah. So this is the idea of a reunion is very appealing to me. Like I always want Matt to go to his reunion because I want to go with him and I want to see what reunions are like. But I yeah. don't really also understand them at the same token. My teacher did text me and go, are you coming to the reunion? I was like, yeah, just to see you. Nerd. Miss Collins. Nerd. So yeah, my tits are tie-dye. We bought a tie-dye kit when Bianca for Bianca's last week and we tie-dyed socks and t-shirts. And I got like really good at it. Like I got into really doing it. And now I just want to tie dye everything. I mean, I'm not going to be one of those people that like looks like the Grateful Dead constantly, but I want to tie dye like white cotton underwear. I want to tie dye a pair of sheets for our guest bedroom. I got really good at like not your typical tie dye look. It looks like an ombre or something. I'm really, it's very therapeutic. That's good. We bought one and we bought some stuff to do it for upstate at my parents' house. And I never ended up doing it. We didn't have a lot of time to just like sit around. And when we did, I was like, I'd rather be doing this right now. Hot tip, you really need a um, a sop sink. Okay. It's really messy. Okay. So if you can do it in a place that has like a sh- old shit sink in the basement or something like that, it, that's really your best bet. It does, it makes kind of a mess. Okay, good to know. Alright, how about you, Ash? My tits are, the other night I was putting Sebastian dead. Putting oh Sebastian dead. Guys, the Sudafed is like messing with my head. The fuck is wrong with me? It was so morbid. It was so, and it came so naturally. I was putting Sebastian 
cushion down. You know, daddy does it every night, so it's rare that I do it. Um, But I was putting him down, and he likes when I do it because I'll rub his head. and Till he dies. Yeah, I don't even know if he was looking at me, but he goes, Mama, you're so beautiful. And I said, Oh, Savvy, thank you. That's so nice of you. I said, You're so beautiful. And he goes, I know. And I just started laughing. I was like, Okay. And I said, So when you look in the mirror, do you think to yourself, Oh, I'm beautiful? And he goes, Yeah. And I think, You so cool. <laughs> I was just like, I'm scared I'm dealing with like a, a Chad type kid, you know, like a kid where I have to like. Speaking of names. I know. Where I have to like knock him down a few pegs, maybe, and just be like, Bro, chill out. I feel so good about yeah, like, I literally don't even know what to do with this issue. I'm so used to feeling like I need to be built up that the idea of someone being maybe a little too self-assured. I'm happy. I just don't want him to go out in the world and like sing I feel so good about myself at a certain point. Like now it's cute. But if he starts doing that when he was like eight. You better record that for me so I can play it as I go into my high school reunion. Okay. And what's your shits? Oh, I had them. The Sudafed made me forget it. Here are my shits. The world is falling apart. I know these were partially my shits last week. world is falling apart. But on top of everything, there are rumors that they may be posting postponing season 13 or 14 or canceling uh, Real Housewives of New York. I mean, I really think that was the straw that broke the camel's back this week, was hearing that news. I mean, what what else do we have? This is my safe place. Every night, I go visit with my drunk aunties. Every night, <laughs> I doze off to the fighting of old drunk ladies. And you're going to tell me that this show is going to be canceled? I will tell you, the past couple of episodes have been incredibly, incredibly painful to watch because Ramona is so racist and anti-Semitic. And it has not been a good season at all, but... The the fact that it might be canceled is just beyond beyond man beyond so um it's a sad time thoughts and prayers yeah i hope you can respect my privacy and my family's privacy in this very trying time god bless And for our first segment, we're going to talk about this article called How Your Name Affects Your Personality. It's from BBC.com. It's by Christian Jarrett. I find this particularly exciting. I was really excited to talk about this because I've always really believed that your name really affects who you are. So let's get into it. Basically, one of the founders of personality psychology, Gordon Alport, did research in 1961. I wonder how he felt about his name, Gordon. I know, Gordon, the fisherman. The most important anchorage to our self-identity throughout life remains our own name. So I agree with this. I think this is just like common knowledge. Like how many people do you know whose names are just so, like there's a reason a Karen is a thing right now because right, most right. women named Karen or a lot of women who have been had the name Karen have been that kind of a person. I dated a bunch of Larrys. Really? <laughs> I yes. dated Michaels more than anything. I've dated a lot of Davids and a lot of Larrys. Oh, I've, yeah, for me it's been Michaels. And a Doug. A Doug. Hmm. And two Lees. Two Lees? Two Lee. Lee. This Lee is second Lee. Huh. Yeah, no, a lot of Michaels. That's really been like yeah. the recurring like Michaels. Name? Yeah. Mm, mm. How about like what name was always annoying when you were younger? Mm. Like what? Heather. Heathers were always terrible. Mm. Hence the movie Heathers. 
So I saw a TikTok the other day, and I I was debating whether I should even bring it up because I don't remember who it came from or whatever, but it was like somebody had a a lot of people vote on the most toxic names. Number three, Ashley, and it was Ashley and something else. Number two was Emily, which let me tell you, the one Emily I know, that bitch was out of her goddamn mind crazy. I have have a lot of friends that are Emilys, and it's like down the middle. Very toxic. Hi, baby. And the number one disagree more was Matt. I sent you that, I think. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I have a lot of Lucy's that I like. I like Lucy. Lucy's a good name. Anyway, so a study from the 2000s found that even after controlling for family background and general dissatisfaction with life, people who didn't like their own name tended to have poor psychological adjustment, which was either because of their lack of confidence and self-esteem caused them to dislike their name, or because disliking their name contributed to their lack of confidence. It, like, became a symbol of themselves, which is kind of crazy to me. Just change it. I yeah, have a good like, story about changing your name. Change your name. Having a negative sounding or unpopular name sets a person up for social rejection and an increased risk for developing a disagreeable personality. And I think that's where it's interesting. Like people named Karen and I, somebody else I saw. Or like an Adolf, like a little baby Adolf. Yeah, like you don't want to name your baby Adolf. You don't want to name your baby like Castro. You know, anything Donald or Trump may not be very good right now. Yes. I saw something where somebody was looking. There were like seven babies named Karen that were born in 2021, and they were looking for the parents of these, of a baby named Karen. Why would you name your baby Karen in this day and age? Even after the control of family and socioeconomic background, they found that having a rarer name was associated with increased odds of having a more unusual career like a film director or a judge, which I think is kind of cool and makes perfect sense, right? Yes. How many like Jungs are like directors. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I don't know one Jung director. I love you on Sudafed. <laughs> I'm like high, but in a not fun way. I don't know. You have to have a certain panache to get away yeah. with those names. Also, maybe parents are more risk takers, giving them kids riskier names. Yes. Riskier names. And so they imbue that kind of spirit into their child, and then maybe they're more creative and open minded. Remember at one point in time when like Jaden was like an unusual name? Now everyone's named Jaden. Oh, God. I hate those kinds Everyone. of names. Everyone. I know. They're the worst. Sorry to anybody who has a child with that name. I apologize. Having an unusual name might shape us to be more creative and open-minded. They, so somebody cross-checked the names of the chief, chief executives over at a thousand firms and found that the rarer their names, the more distinctive the business strategies they tended to pursue, especially if they were more confident by nature. So CEOs with an uncommon name tend to develop a self-conception of being different from peers and motivate them to pursue different strategies. I thought that was really cool. I was an executive assistant to a Mark Hyman. Ooh. Wait, Mark Hyman, like the producer? This was another Mark Hyman who oh. was uh, in finance. I'd have to say, Mr. Hyman's office. Oh my God, that's horrible. I think that's a really fun one. I think that's so cool that like just having a different name makes you like take different Think outside approaches. the box. Yeah. Here's what they're saying. So if you're worried right now because you're probably like, did I name my child the wrong thing? Should I have done something different? Like what is the right course of action with naming 
your kid now. So they say choosing a common name that is easily modified into something more distinctive. So if you give a child a very common name, the child is likely to have an easier time being accepted and liked by others in the short term. But parents need to find ways to help the child appreciate his or her uniqueness, perhaps by giving them a nickname or frequently affirming the child's unique characteristics. I feel like Sebastian's a solid choice. I'm really happy with this choice. And he seems to really like his name and like everything about himself, really. I mean, he has no problems with himself whatsoever. And I was watching The Prince on HBO Max, which is like, do you know what that is? Yes. So for those of you guys who don't, it's just like an animated cartoon, like a Family Guy type thing by somebody who used to work on Family Guy or still does, Gary Gennetti. It's all about Prince George and the royals and stuff. And one of Prince George's friends is a Sebastian. And I was like, that seems right to me. That seems appropriate. I mean, I don't think Sebastian from Union City is going to end up hanging out with Prince George anytime soon, but you never know. You never know. It could happen. I was almost a Sharon. Sharon Sotero? Ew. Thank God that didn't happen. Doesn't bother me. It's, I just, you're not a Sharon to me. No. But I'm also not an Ashley, I don't think. My mom decided on Carrie because Carrie Lotion, which was very popular in the 70s and the 80s, was what the hospital she was working at, what they gave their patients. And she was like, Carrie, oh, that's an Irish name. And I like that spelling. Huh. I was literally named after Carrie Lotion. I was named after a soap opera character on The Bold and the Beautiful. Eileen Davidson then went on to be on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So, you know, full circle moment for me here. Her character, Ashley, did end up having cancer on the show. But my mom said that she thought she was the most beautiful woman. And so she named me after her. Aww. Well, listen, you know this, but I don't know if the listeners do. I have two middle names, Melissa, Danielle, and the initials of those middle names are MD. And that is because my parents wanted me to be a doctor. Also, I'm kind of named after someone named Lisa, kind of named after someone named Daniel, but you know, they like made a variation. And my mom was always like, Hey, if you ever want to change your name, you can pick Melissa or Danielle. And for me, I was like, Why do I have to be confined? If I'm changing my name, I'm fucking changing my name. Like, I'm not going to pick one of these three basic names. Well, I mean, I'll talk about that when we get to the next section. But I gave Luna, it's not even a middle initial because initials stand for something, but I gave Luna the middle name, just the letter S. Why? Because I wanted to represent my name, Sotero, mm. but I didn't like the name like Luna Sotero Mars. I like that. That's pretty. So I just gave the letter S because I figured if Luna Mars was like too much for her, like if she was like, oh God, why did my parents do this? Then she could just pick any S name since it's already in her name. Seeing as we're talking about kids, I have to say that I think Luna is such a Luna. She is such, like she is her name. And with that name, she is either going to be a stripper. Right. But what I think is more likely is she's probably going to be like some kind of like avant-garde musician of some kind. Some artist, yes. And even more so than she's a Luna, she's a Luna Mars. Right, that's what I'm saying. And she uses her whole name. She goes, I Luna Mars. Yes, as she should. With a name like that, you don't get a name like that and not use your whole name. It's too good. Right. I also think that Sebastian is a Sebastian. Firstly, I've always loved the name Sebastian since I was a little girl, since the never-ending story. That's really what he is kind of named after. But I wanted something that was a normal name, but wasn't incredibly common and also wasn't like spelt stupid. 
stupid. Like, not some random Y put in the middle of it. I don't like that. What's his middle name? Uh, Joseph, because Matt's middle name is Joseph. And after his grandfather, his mom's grandfather, or I'm sorry, his mom's father. But also my grandfather was Jose, which is Joseph in English. So that was kind of easy. But he sounds like a, like, royalty, I think. Sebastian Joseph Heron Smith. What a good name. You know, it's kind of funny because, you know, with the last name Mars, we were trying to figure out what kind of name we would name our kid. And we had the boys' names right away. Lee and I agreed on two separate boys' names that we liked. And then we found out she was a girl. What were they? Ben or Benjamin. I love Ben. That was the other one on my list. Yeah, that was the main one was like a Benjamin or Very Jewish name. Yeah. Yes. My favorite grandfather's last name was Benjamin. So that was like, and, and Lee's grandfather was also named Ben. So it was like worked for everything. Yeah. With girls' names, we just couldn't find anything. Like we originally liked the name Drew after Drew Barrymore. Obviously. Which is actually would have been also a great name for her. But then I was like, if she's going to have like a single syllable first name that could also be a boy's name, she needs a really girly, multi-syllabic middle name. And we could not think of anything for that. And then one day we were just like, what do we name our kid Pluto Mars or Mission 2 Mars or Uranus Mars? Or... <laughs> and then I was like, Luna Mars. And we both were like, ha, 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 ha. And the next day, both of us woke up and we're like, actually, that's an amazing name. And that's how. So my kid's name started off as a joke. I love that. Was there a name that you always wanted? Like, were you happy being a Carrie? Yeah, I think I was pretty happy being a, actually, being a Carrie. I always liked the name Ava. Mm, that's pretty. There was like a cool girl in my class named Ava. But I just named my Cabbage Patch Kid Ava and like one of my fish is Ava. I always really liked my name. Always. Yeah. I was mad that they never had my name on license plates or keychains spelled K-E-R-I. We would always have to get stuff custom made because it was like I wanted to go into the store and I'm seeing my name on a license plate of or whatever course. and they just never I think I we only found it once and of course we bought it because I was like what? It wasn't even anything I used but I was just so shocked they had my name. And I had the opposite. Mine was always sold out. Right. Yeah. As a little kid I loved the name Taylor and that's what I wanted to change my name to. Also after a character on a soap opera I just loved the name like as a little girl I didn't realize that this ended up happening anyway. I always loved when girls had you know like quote unquote boys names. That's what I liked about Drew. Yeah like a Sam or something like that. I love the name Sam. I love that name for a girl. Yeah I think it's a great name or you know something that could kind of go either way but I ended up getting that. That is what Ashley is. Ashley started as a man's name. Weird to me that it's a man's name but it is actually a man's name. Yeah. So I don't know any boy Ashleys. That's just weird. I don't either, except Gone with the Wind. Right. As a boy's name somehow. Mm, I guess it was just it's kinda like Leslie. Leslie's a boy's name, but like I know, oh, isn't that weird? Terrible yeah. boy's name. Yes. I feel like Carol is the ultimate mother in law name, which yeah. is actually my mother in law's name. Right. But I feel like Carol is that's I mean, I make fun of my sister for the names that she picked for her kids, which is Chase and Tucker, because I feel like they sound like eighties movie date rape. Yeah. College football player names. Maybe date rape, I went too far, but just like jockey, broy, rich. Yes. She's like, I named my kids rich. I was like, you really did. She's like, I named them all to like play golf. They're like rich kid names. Yes, which is what I tried to do with Sebastian too. Like I wanted him to have a rich kid's name. Yes. Like other ones I liked were like Harrison, you know, like Henry. Like I like those like kinds of names. Henry's a solid name. I know a lot of solid Henrys. Actually, I knew one Henry. He was not solid, but I like that name. What are some other just like names you're just like, I feel like Uh, I I don't know that many good Renees. I don't even think I know a Renee except for famous ones. I know a couple of Renees and you're just like, okay, Renee. Like you can just like really hit that name. 
name. Do you remember at a point, like, I remember thinking, like, oh, a baby named Edith would be so weird or a baby named Rose. Yeah, yeah that, that would be so, so cool again. Now it'd be weird to meet, like, a baby Tiffany. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some 80s ass Alexandra. Todd. Todd as a baby. His name is very strange. Todd is my favorite go-to weird fucking common name. Todd comes out with crew socks immediately. (laughs) But I feel like Todd is this very strange name where everyone has a different concept of a Todd. Like for me, Todd is like pink Lacoste polo shirt. Loafer, no socks. Yes. And like the sweater over his shoulders. Yeah. But like if you, what's that quote from Steel Magnolias where it's like everyone, every gay man is named Todd, Mark, or... There's another oh, one. Oh, I, I don't remember that quote. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What are some other terrible self-fulfilling names? Chad is such an ultimate one for me. I'm trying to think what else. Guys, we want to know, what is some terrible self-fulfilling names that you have in your life or people that you've known? Like your arch nemesis name or you're like, oh, the pretty girl always has that name or this name is terrible. Reach out to us. Our phone number is... Oh, I don't know. Tell, Give them the email. Our email is hello at momtouragepodcast.com. And our phone number is... Our phone number is 201-677-2428. You know, something that's really interesting is I've gone to a pet psychic the same one a few times and the very first time I went to her she was talking one of the main things she checks on is to see if your pet likes the name that you've given to them Mm -hmm. and she said that sometimes animals misbehave because they're really angry and being shitty because they hate the name that you gave them and for like three days Beckett was a Wolford Brimley and he didn't come to me he had nothing to do with me and then I changed his name to Beckett and he came right away and this one girl that I was it was a group reading and the one girl pet came through and was like I hate my name I hate all your nicknames you give me I'm a shit to you I want to be named and the pet wanted to be named something totally boring like Carl and its name was Carl that's a (laughs) self-fulfilling name its name was like Black Widow or something like that and she's like he's like I want to be named Carl (laughs) I love so Clementine must, that's probably why she's such a darling because of her name. You know how Clementine got named, right? No. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I do. I do. Surrey Cruz named her, right? Yeah, Surrey Cruz named Clementine. Well, I came with examples for Surrey Cruz and she went with Clementine and I was like, done, done. Whatever you want, Surrey Cruz. She's like, I was named by a child celebrity. Yeah, she's like, I was named after Scientology. <laughs> Speaking of which, Laura Prepon said she's out of Scientology. I know, that that article sucked because it didn't really say why. I know. She, like, gave some bullshit or reason. Or how hard it was for her to get out. I want She that gave story. some, like, weird bullshit version of it and whatever. I want the dirt. For this next segment, I, you know, obviously we've talked about it at length at this point, that the world is, um, can sometimes feel like it is burning down around us and there is nothing we can do. And that is a very scary feeling and it has been keeping me up at night for a couple of weeks now. You know, I've just had a lot of worries and I know, Carrie, you also feel the same. Yes. So I really wanted to try and find something that we could talk about on the show that was how to cope with this, all of this. And I 
I found this article from The Independent called How to Cope with the Anxiety and Fear of a Bad News Cycle That Feels Beyond Your Control by Holly Richardson. I also think, you know, like a lot of times people will say like, oh, well, you have to stop watching the news. And honestly, I really don't watch the news that often anymore. Yeah, I don't either. But we can't sit here and like be blind to what's happening in the world. Like it's unavoidable. I run the social media for Momtourage. I like it. And even if I didn't, I just like being on social media. So to sit there and just say like, I don't need to take it in. You got it. You have to know what's happening in the world. You are a citizen of the world. Um, So this article says that psychologist Caroline Plummer says that we need to strike a balance between allowing ourselves to feel sad, not rejecting that feeling completely as some often do with negative emotions, but also not letting the feeling consume or overwhelm us. It's also helpful to recognize anxiety, although common and natural, is really useful in helping us achieve our aims. So I thought I would offer some different ways to deal with it. And the first one, and this is the one I'm happy that they said this in the article because this is what I try to do the most, is make your own changes. So instead of dwelling on the fact that you can't control what's happening and everything is so scary, you put into effect and implement things that you can do to change these things. So like, for example, today I donated to a charity that's helping get Afghanis out of Afghanistan. It's getting planes of people out of there. Saw that, yep. And that little thing, you know, like all I could do was $40. That's really all I could contribute. But I know that my $40 and everyone else's money, whether large everyone or small. Said, I can't give that much, so I won't. Nothing would happen. Right, exactly. So even if you give $5, if you can give $150, whatever it is, yep. sometimes those things are so helpful. This is why I had this idea that I texted you about. Mm-hmm. This climate crisis, I have been implementing little sustainable changes in my everyday life for years at this point. For example, cottons. I use face cottons every day on my skin two times a day. So I started to buy reusable ones. Yep, and I just, do that too. Yep. Yeah, just like doing that, using rags instead of paper towels. My dog uses a pee pad during the day when she isn't getting a walk during the day or because it's raining. So we use reusable pee pads. Like these little changes, believe it or not, do really help implement change. And we know that plastic is not being recycled at the rate it should be. Not like they promised us. Yes, we know that that's all bullshit. So it's like, what are the things we can do? So whatever it is that is freaking you out, whether it's gun control, that's another one. Like get involved in um, Moms Demand Action. Just find a solution and do what you can and talk to your friends about it. And I think this is why I get into arguments with people. People get really upset with me that I use my Instagram and I post, you know, I get a little Apple boxy about issues on my Instagram stories. And it's not that I mean to be. It's not that I'm like. It's also your right to be. Like, hello. It is my right to be. But it's also like, it makes me feel like I'm doing something. It makes me feel like I'm educating people and like implementing something. I'm not an expert, but like maybe you weren't aware. Maybe you didn't see it from this perspective. So check a trusted news site like maybe once in the morning and once again in the evening like check yourself before you wreck yourself literally like try to avoid constantly re-upping looking switch off the tv for the rest of the day like just give yourself one or two times and that's all you're gonna check because you're gonna make yourself crazy and go to like a trusted site not some clickbait shit or like your aunt whoever who's crazy like oh god that's like the best 
Also, if you follow somebody, like I have family members, extended family members who post the most ridiculous, nonsensical bullshit. He put uh, This guy posted like medical jargon that I guess was alluding to that the vaccine doesn't work, but it was used in different words. Like I didn't even understand it. Unfollow those people. Just unfollow them. Yes. It's not even worth the headache of like dealing with this. The same guy used to like message me when I would say like we need gun control and he'd be like, well, I have fun shooting my assault rifle. And it's like, well, that's great. I I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of fun fearing that my child's going to be murdered at his school, too. It's really fun. Just for your pleasure, yeah. Just so you can go shoot whatever the fuck you're shooting as a game, you idiot. Play pigeons. I can't even talk about it nicely here. But anyway, I think you should take the next one, too, because this is your field of expertise. Okay. So focus on your breath. So here's the thing, guys. When we feel panicked, I'm going off script, Ashley. Do it. When we feel panicked, we tend to either like reminisce about olden times when things were better or worse or project about what's going to happen in the future. So anxiety tends to live in the future. Sadness, depression tends to live in the past. The only freedom from those things is to live in the present moment. And one of the easiest ways to come to the present moment is to use your senses, right? Okay, so there's two systems in the body that are both automatic and non-automatic. I can't think of the exact word because I've been traveling all day. And that's blinking and breathing. So we will blink even if like say we're in a coma, unfortunately. But we can also make ourselves blink if you want to. Same thing with breathing. Like we will continue to breathe whether you think about it or not, but you can control your breath right? So one of the things you can do is take a long, slow inhalation through your nose, hold for a few seconds comfortably, and then exhale out through your mouth. I always remember it like this, inhale the good shit, exhale the bullshit. So if Mm. you're feeling low energy, take a longer time with your inhale. If you're feeling more overwhelmed and anxious, take a longer time with the exhale. Not only will this take your mind off all the uncomfortable feelings, but it helps you, research suggests that six exhalations a minute can trigger a relaxation response. I mean, the same can happen if you breathe too quickly, you can give yourself a panic attack, so yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Good place to start is at three or four, like the three or four count. Another thing is get sensory, so things that bring you to the present moment, your senses. So take a minute, what do you smell? What do you see? What do you hear? All those things help, what do you feel on your skin? All those things bring you to the... That's why people like those fidget spinners and shit, right? Yeah, or tapping. Yeah. It helps bring you to a sensory place, which brings you to the present moment. Yeah. And then the last one that they said in the article was challenge unhelpful things thinking. Try to understand your common unhelpful thought patterns. That way when you feel stressed or anxious, you can write down the trigger, the associated thoughts, and the mood that you experienced. And then you should also note how the situation turned out. That way you can read back on your experiences and say like this time I was feeling crazy anxious and you know what? It ended up being okay. You know, I do this even in less extreme ways than what we're seeing right now. But like I'll do this kind of like you with your high school reunion. I'll stand in the mirror. God, I can't believe I'm about to expose myself like this. I'll stand in the mirror or like in the shower and I will actually like talk out a conversation or an argument with another person. And I've done this my whole life and I've started to realize it never ends up going that way. It usually ends up never even like the conversation rarely ends up even having to be had. So I'm awfulizing something and having this fear of this future that doesn't even play out. And this is where, you know, journaling 
journaling or writing it out or keeping note of it can be really, really helpful. Um, I also acknowledge that I never journal because in the midst of a panic, the last thing I want to fucking do is like write anything down. But I can see how it would be helpful. (laughs) Yes. Do you have any additional tips to help? Anything else that you find helpful? Because you're our our resident meditation expert. and I know, but I feel shitty right now because I'm like spiraling out. I'm so anxious. Get into nature. That always helps like sometimes people who can't meditate like quote unquote meditate a nature walk where you're just really observant and you're not like with ear pods or I you know in and just you're really like noting walking mindfully and noticing the things around you I mean a big one for me is has always been sleeping with my dog it like lowers my cortisol and raises my serotonin it's same thing with my kid it just immediately gives me that warm body to body snuggly feeling yeah also I know that there's like shortcuts to feeling better and it's not like a long term better it's just like a a little mini boost like doing my nails or going to get my nails done or as you know my hair haircut and color like it doesn't change it in the long run but it does sometimes give me enough of a boost that I can gain perspective Mm -hmm. on how to help myself and I know it sounds really superficial but no I relate to that one tremendously so like sometimes if I just do my nails I feel like then I can conquer dude it's called self-care sometimes just that little act of caring for yourself in some way it can really like bring you know, uptick everything else. And then my personal thing about my anxiety is that I really need to be like alone and quiet. And it's hard to do as a parent, but Mm -hmm. for me, what really helps is like before I had kids, I used to maybe spend one or two days where I really didn't talk to anyone on my phone. I just watched TV and just got kind of quiet with myself and didn't really interact with anyone from the outside world. I can't really do that so much because not only do I live with someone now, I live with two someones now, but if there's any way, you know, now sometimes I'll just be like, I'm just going to go take a walk. I need like three hours where I don't call anyone on the phone. I like that driving for that reason. Mm -hmm. Like Lee always makes phone calls when he drives. I really like to just have it be quiet and like, or listen to some music and have it just be like my mind dumping time where I don't need to interact with anyone. But those are just things I do. Sometimes the interaction doesn't help me. So some people like want to talk to a friend or whatever. Sometimes it makes it worse for me. Mine is, and I'm not trying to be funny, but Lexapro. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm on stuff. Yeah. And I just mean like medication in general. And that's why I want to say it. Like I get it. Like I get that it can be really scary to all of a sudden be like, wow, am I going to become dependent on this thing that's going to affect my mood and affect this chemistry inside of me? For me, I was really scared. Like, is it going to change the core of who I am? And I don't think it has. I've been on it for about a year now, I guess. Um, In most scenarios, I would say I don't have the same anxious response I've always had to things yeah it's a little bit of a an extreme now although I did start this with COVID and everything but as things started to calm down with COVID like my response was getting better these are extenuating circumstances in my mind but I really just want to say like don't be scared of medication like sometimes we just need a little extra help and it's okay if that helps you that's okay you know the very first time I ever got on medication which granted was a really long time ago I was like oh my God, is this how other people feel all the time? I can't believe that that people can feel this way. Like, I wish I had had this sooner. Like, I, I this feels like it takes so much less work to just function as yeah. a person. And it really just opened my eyes to being like, oh my God, okay, okay. And then, you know, I've gone on and off of it for years. I always remember what that feels like. And now I know, like, what it can feel like. And I don't want to say what it should feel like. I won't settle. Yeah. Less than that. Yeah. Like, this has been said 
said time and time again, if you were diabetic, you would take insulin. My brain chemistry makes it really hard sometimes for me to literally do regular things. Why wouldn't I take something that for the most part has very little long-term side effects yep. that allows me to function without it being an effort? Not everything has to be like hard to be I mean, and it. that's the thing. That's why I was like, I'm going to actually just do this is because not everything has to be such a fucking struggle. And that was the thing mm-hmm. for me. It's like, yeah, there's going to be times of struggle. Yeah, there's going to be things that are worth struggle, you know, but not everything needs to be like this. And I'm tired of feeling like this. And I have to tell you, I'm really happy with the decision I made. And if it's something you think that you would benefit from, but you're a little scared of, you're okay. And you have um, a group here that will support you. My other thing is escapism. And for me, that's like escaping into a good story of like TV, Real Housewives, which is why I'm so sad. Some would argue that maybe that's not the best thing because then you're just staying inside watching TV all day. But sometimes you need that though. Yeah. Sometimes the way out is in and getting more. That's not for everybody. Sometimes you need to reach out. But a lot of times for me, the way out is to just kind of get more internal. I've realized that's why I fall so into reality TV because it's rarely very heavy drama. And it's just like the fun kind of silly drama, like like knowing gossip. Right. It doesn't involve anyone you know. No, no one I know is actually hurt. It's rarely like anything big. It's just light. It's light, fun, silly, like chit-chatting and talking some shit, which is what we do on this show. So that's why I like it. But yeah, I hope you guys are all doing okay in these kinds of scary times. And It ain't easy, guys. It ain't. That's why we do this. We started this during the pandemic. and We didn't mean to. We started it before the yeah, pandemic. Yeah, but we started but- because sometimes parenthood also feels really heavy and we wanted to give you a break from that. And it's just turning out that this podcast is the gift that keeps on giving to us. But that, you know, just a little light something. We're not trying to solve all your parenting problems or really any of them. We're just trying to say, hey, there's some other people here that are going through some stuff and we're also trying to make each other laugh and make you laugh. Yep. Let's hashtag swag bag it. Swag it up. Hashtag swag bag. I've gone and done it. Oh, what? I've bought little cookie cutter things for sandwiches and and fruit and little... Little picks? With like animals on them to try to hope to make Luna's lunch so that she'll eat it. Now, we'll see how long I go using it, but I've gone and done it. I mean, good for you. It's cute. It's cute. It's nice. She It'll tends to eat good. things that are adorable mm. and I have trouble feeding her, so... Who doesn't eat things that are adorable? <laughs> Anyway, I mean, listen, I'll report back. So far, so good. I'll do a touchback of this swag bag when we're knee deep in the middle of the school year to see if it's still working. But it was cheap enough and I, I want her to feel special. And so. That's nice. That's my swag bag. What a nice mommy. Most of our swag bags we've used for a long time. This is new. So I will keep you posted. All right. Well, we have are planning something for an upcoming segment. And uh, I bought a bag off of DHgate. I haven't gotten mine yet. I've been meaning to ask you. It's fabulous. It's fabulous. It's beautiful. It's great. Are you going to do more? I have an, another one I want to get now from the same. I think it's the same seller, too. I, like, have gone into long debates with friends about, like, whether it's fucked up to do or not and, like, if you should be honest about it. Like but We were researching a segment, guys. I know. Well, we were researching a segment, but I also did like my research with the bag I bought and I am so, so happy with it. I am so happy with it. I think it is so beautiful. It looks like, I think it is real leather. I don't even know. But anyway, DH gate, man, just do your research and make sure you like, we'll do a segment on it. We have one coming up that we're trying oh to work God, on. Oh my God, I can't um, wait. I also bought a Comme de, ga- Comme de, de Garçon. Yeah. I bought one of the shirts that I've been wanting for a long time for like 20 bucks on there and it's beautiful. 
you have to tell me which one. I have a Combs de Garçon shirt that says Combs de Fuck Down. No, it's just the stripe one with the heart on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. And it's, it was great. Oh, my God. And I buy it in every color. I you might know buy I love it a too. striped shirt. You got to send me that link. The only thing is it's Asian men's sizes. They say that. Asian man is the sizing. <laughs> so I had to get a large. And it's big, but it's like in a cute way big. Cute. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Anyway, guys, another great show. We love you so much. We're here for you. You're not alone. We got you. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.